what it is. It could be allergies, could be sinuses, but it's not COVID that I know of. So, <laughs> but um, Amen. One verse of scripture here today. If you're there, you can say Amen. If not, you can look on the screen. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Amen. Sister Cheryl. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Amen. You may be seated. I want to say once again, Happy Father's Day to all of our dads here today. We appreciate all of our dads. God has um, blessed us, and, and I'm thankful to be a dad today. As much as anything, thank you, sis. I'm also very thankful for our Heavenly Father today, aren't you? Amen. Amen. To be honest with you, I have been bothered by a lack of push for our nation, the world, to celebrate our dads. I do realize there's a lot of deadbeat dads out there, but don't judge all the deadbeat dads or all the dads by the deadbeat dads because there are some good dads out there too. And I want to say today that fathers are such an important part of this world. Amen. And I think we need to celebrate our fathers. And, um, and I know a lot of people can't comprehend that if you've not had a good dad. And I'm, I know I have talked to some of you, and I know your situation. Some of you are here today, and I'm, I've seen some posts you've made on Facebook, and I, I absolutely sympathize with you. And, and I'm sorry that you're in a place that you are in that situation and um but god made families to be complete and i'm sorry that if yours hadn't been through time according to lifeway research group father's day is the holiday with the single lowest average church attendance statistically it's lower than labor day memorial day and even the fourth of july um, it is interesting especially when you consider that mother's day tends to be the day with the third highest church service attendance after only Easter and Christmas. So Mother's Day is one of the most highly attended Sunday, Sundays of the year, and Father's Day is one of the lowest. But I want to say today that fathers are so important. Amen. And surely if you were raised without a dad in your, in your life, or you had that deadbeat dad, no doubt you've had them thoughts in your mind. I wonder what it had been like. Again, I'm not trying to bring any feelings up to anybody today. I'm very sorry if you've been in that situation. I understand um, it's not easy. It's tough. I lost my dad when I was 22 years old, but I did have a good dad for 22 years of my life. But there was a survey that was found that said if a child is the first person in a household to become a Christian, there's a 3.5% probability everyone else in the household will follow along. If a mother is the first to become a Christian, there's a 17% probability everybody else in the household will follow. But the staggering statistic is that when the father is the first, there is a 93% probability that everyone else in that entire household will follow them to church. Surely we can see the importance of, of a father in our world and our life. That is a very, very powerful statistic. 
to say the least. But why does dad get such a bad rap anyway? We look at it and we, we wonder why, and it's, it's very simple today. I, I can look at some of you out here today and I know your story. You had a deadbeat dad, and I'm sorry. Your dad wasn't nowhere around. Or maybe uh, some of you that your husband left you and you had to raise your kid on your own. And I understand we have a lot of that here today. But even beyond that, I wonder what would happen if we would celebrate dads a lot more. And we'd encourage them to be the dads that they need to be and not just um, really just beat them down all the time. But I want to say today, not just because I had a good dad or that I am a dad, and, but David said happy grandfather's day. We got that coming later in the year, but it is a cool status I feel like in my life. But we should really celebrate our fathers and encourage dads to be good dads. We like, as dads, we like to get cool stuff for our special day too. Can I just say that today? We like to get cool stuff for our special day. We like boats, guns, tools. We like fishing gear. Some of us like journals. Believe that or not. Y'all might need to think about encouraging somebody to get me a new boat since I tried to drown my wife yesterday in ours. Took Sister Cheryl. She hadn't been fishing in a boat in years and decided, hey, she got excited. I said, it's Father's Day weekend. She said, I'm going to go fishing with you. And she was excited about it. She usually takes a book. She didn't even take a book with her. So we're out in my little two-man, 10-foot John boat. And it had a crack in it. And I'd fixed it. But every day I didn't fix it good enough. I'm on the end with the crack. And Sister Cheryl's on the other end of the boat. So the boat's sitting a little bit like this. The next thing I know, I look down and said, honey, we're taking on just a little bit of water. She gets all nervous. I said, don't worry about it. It's okay. About three or four minutes later, she said, what are you doing? I said, I got to scoop my seat back. We got to go to the bank. So the time we get to the bank, we had about that much before the boat went totally under and about that much water in the boat. And we was able to get it taken care of, got the water out and got back to the truck and we didn't drown or nothing. I wasn't real scared. I don't think she was either, but nevertheless, uh, us, us dads, we like that stuff. The truth of the matter is, we do like to know the biggest thing that us dads like to know is that we are making a difference in our families. And that should be what the real goal of a dad is. Just hang on with me today. I'll get there in a second. And I like the gifts that I may get, but I do really enjoy the cards that my kids have given me through the years. I've gotten cards through the years that has made an impact in my life, either from my kids or even from uh, spiritual people that looked at me as a, a Christian father to them. And I know today I've had a little bit of a longer introduction, but I want to talk for a few minutes today on this. I want to talk about the wish of a father, or actually the wish of the father. I found this article on a blog spot called What to Write in a Father's Day Card. And I want to give you a few of these today before I get into the real thought of where I'm going today. 
And there are some suggestions uh, of what to write in a dad's card. But after all, you know, my dad, he was a, he was a rough, gruff man, but I knew he loved me. Uh, somebody had put something on social media the other day and said, name one thing your dad give to you, and one thing my dad give to me is the uh, work ethic in my life. I've seen dad go to work when he's sick, and he shouldn't have went to work, but he went to work anyway. And I've seen myself do that many times. I knew my dad loved my mom. He took care of my mom. He took care of us. He instilled that inside of me. And, but just to think about the fact giving dad a card, it's like, well, what do I write on daddy's card? <laughs> it's kind of different, you know. But um, there is actually this website you can go to if you're struggling of what to write on your father's Father's Day card. And uh, here are some of the suggestions. For a sincere Father's Day wish, uh, you can write this. Being my dad has meant a lot, uh, has meant a lot of investing time, energy, and money. You are a generous father, and I love you. Uh, another one was, I'm wishing a great and fun day for a great and fun dad. Next one here was, uh, thank you for providing stability and protection for our family. I feel safe knowing you have my back. Another one here was, uh, I hope this Father's Day is a happy and special as you've made me feel as my father growing up. Now, if those are too sappy for you and too sappy for your father, well, they also have funny Father's Day wishes too. So let me give you a few of those. You've been giving me advice my entire life, so it's time for me to give you some advice. If I were you, I'd have a happy Father's Day. Now, this next one was, do as I say, not as I do. Have a happy Father's Day. <laughs> and I like this one pretty good. Kick back and relax today. You may not get another day to relax before next Father's Day. And this one is probably going to be Corbin one of these days. I'll look up to you, but one day I may not be able to if I grow taller than you. <laughs> or maybe... These would fit you and your dad better. These are Father's Day messages for the macho dad. The best thing about having you as my dad is being able to honestly say, my dad can beat up your dad to just about anybody. This one is, I was going to get you some hunting and fishing gear for Father's Day, but I know that you're good enough to use your bare hands. And... I could write something touchy-feely in your Father's Day card, but I learned in school that when I write, I should keep my audience in mind. And this might be the one that kind of fit my dad. And I know that you're a lot like an M&M. You're hard on the outside and you're sweet on the inside. <laughs> Looks can be deceiving, but we'll keep it our little secret. <laughs> but as a father... I want to hear things like that. And I'm going to share with you today. Um, Jake and he came out of the bathroom this morning and he, Jake is really good at cards. He gave me a Father's Day card today. And um, it's a happy Father's Day to a rare kind of dad uh, who deserves a celebration that's thoroughly well done. You got the steak up here. I don't like mine well done, I like mine medium, but anyway, that works. But he wrote on the inside and he said, as I have done thinking uh, about working on this young um, 
I don't know. I ain't got my glasses on. You got to forgive me here for a second. Young kids group. It's hitting me just how rare you truly are. I'm beyond blessed to have you as the man that raised me. I love you. Happy Father's Day, Jacob. And he got me a a Bluetooth um, thermometer for for grilling, where I can put it in there and I can download an app from my. As you guys know, I'm the techie geeky guy, so I can download an app and keep up the temperature of what the meat is. So I know it's done. It's cool. I can't wait to use it. <laughs> but that stuff, it does mean a lot. And again, I, I apologize if you didn't have a great dad and all that kind of stuff, but I, I have to agree with the text today in, in, in John 3, or three, third book of John, verse 4. It said, I have no greater joy to hear that my children walk in truth. That is my greatest wish to the Father today. I want to see my kids walk in this wonderful truth. And then I get on the van and I get this special made card for me today. And it just says, Happy Father's Day. And it's just got Super Pastor Daniel Orton. And that kind of stuff is special. It's special to us, all right? And it should be. But the person that's got a real heart of a father, you're going to feel that way. And I want to see my kids walk in this wonderful truth that we have. And when I look at you, I feel like a lot of times that you are, you are my spiritual children. And I want to see you walk in that place. But today, I, I want to talk for a few more minutes about what our... I mean, that's what me as an earthly father wishes. You know, the cool gadget Jake got me, that, that's neat. But throughout my Bible and throughout other places, I've got notes that my kids, my wife has given me notes that some of these kids and people here have given me and I hang on to that because that means so much I, I got got in the van or they got in the van today said hey I got your father's day gift for you and I said look you getting on this van today is the best father's day gift you can give me Amen. and that's that's really what I wish for and and you guys have always been great about taking care of us with that kind of stuff and I appreciate that stuff but more than anything is I, I want to see you prosper and do well with God. And, and today I, I want to talk about that that heart should come down from our Heavenly Father because um, that is what He really, really wishes for us. The Heavenly Father today. That, this, you know, I'm not talking about just my Father's Day wish or some other Father's Day wish today or, or maybe what you wish your father would have been like, but we have a real heavenly father that's looking down on us today. Amen. We have a God. He's a creator. He's a protector. He, he loves us beyond anything that we could comprehend in our world. And, and, uh, but what, what does he truly wish for our lives? And I want to look at Micah chapter 6 and read some scriptures that I feel like would really tell us of how he looks at us and how what God's real wish for his children, okay? And this is Micah chapter 6, verse 6. It says, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord uh, and bow myself before the high God? 
Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, the calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? But listen to this next verse. He has showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. If we could live out these three things, we could fulfill the wish of our Heavenly Father. I'm not sure about you, but I want to enter into my father's house someday. And here's the thing. Us, us dads, okay, this is, this is most of us. Now, all dads might not be like this, but by and large, uh, for you ladies that may be sitting out there, or us men want to know that you feel like we're doing a good job taking care of you. We want to know that you feel like that what I'm doing is make a difference in your life, okay? And one of these days, we're going to walk into our father's house, and we want to hear these words from him. And, and again, I'm not trying to bring up any old feelings with anybody today, but what some of you that, that has had a lack of a dad, what you really wanted to hear was your dad say, well done, I'm proud of you, Right? And that's what I want one of these days. I want to be able to walk into the, the heavens one of these days when, when, when the Lord calls us home. And I want to walk into his house and I want to hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done. And I, I think that is really the wish of God for all of us. He wants to be able to say, you know what? You've done good. I'm proud of you. And, and, uh, and for some reason, we have painted the picture of God just like we have the men of this world. Because for some reason, as I started this off talking about how uh, the Father's Day services are one of the least attendants of church that there is, but yet on the other side, and I, you know, I love moms. I am so thankful for mom because my mom was that buffer between me, uh, me and dad. You know, if I got in trouble, I wouldn't go running to dad. I'd go running to mom because I know she would be that buffer in between us. And I know it's a whole nother sermon I talked about a little bit here a while back, but that is the purpose of the church. That's why we need a church. That's why you just can't not go to church. Because, uh, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm either going to write something about it, or I'm going to preach about it, or I'm going to post something on social media. The importance of one reason we need to go to the house of God. Because if you don't go to church, which is the mother, you can't properly have a relationship with God like you need. And, but we have painted this picture of God to look like a lot of the men out here in the world, all these deadbeat dads, and just as this big old mean guy looking for some reason to spank us, or in God's case, for some reason just to send us to hell. God is not looking for a reason to send us to hell. He's made a way for us, praise God, to make heaven our home. And... That is so far from the truth that he's just looking for a reason to just discipline us, mistreat us, or whatever. And all of that has originated from the enemy of our soul. 
He has attacked the families. He has tried to rip them apart. And again, some of you here today, you are the product of that because he has ripped your family apart somewhere in the midst of that. And you have a hard time really comprehending how God is or what God is because you didn't have that real dad in your life to show you what a real dad is like. And the enemy is out to rip the family apart because the devil understands that statistic that I gave to us earlier that if the dad leads his family to the church that 93% of the time all of them will stay in church if the dad is the one who leads it. And whether you like it or not, the word of God gives us a order of way things are supposed to work. And let me tell you what it's done. If the man or the woman gets out of that row, what it does, it messes up the whole entire frame of all of it. And this is why some struggle to understand really how to relate with our Heavenly Father. Because our dad left or, or by, left you at an early age or he died or separation, divorce, what, whatever may be the case. And, and, and your mom either did done her best to raise you or, or, uh, or, and or she, she talked about how bad your dad was. So therefore, your idea of looking at God as a dad is like, I'm not sure I want that in my life. Leaving a stigma in our life that has crippled us in relating with our Heavenly Father. And my purpose here today is to let you know that our Heavenly Father is not like earthly fathers. This is my whole purpose here today. To let us know what He really wishes of us. Okay? He's not going to run off and leave you. He's not going to just die and leave you without nothing because he's already died for us as the ultimate sacrifice. And, but he did not stay dead. He rose again by his own power to show you that you can rise out of anything by the help of our Heavenly Father. And the wish of the Father, I believe, is summed up in the scripture that I have here behind me today. This is what he really, truly wishes for his children, okay? Now, I know we can go through the Bible and we can find a lot of these phrases and words uh, in, in the Word of God of, that may sum up the whole Word of God in, in a lot of different ways, but it's just, I've had this on my mind for a while, these particular scriptures, and I've, I've read it and I've marked it in my Bible, and, and I'm like, one of these days I'm going to talk about it. And I just felt led to this, to go this direction. I know last week I started a series on about how to need an elephant. I just want to go back away from that day because we're on Father's Day. And go here with this for just a few more moments here today. And this text, if we read it, it says, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings and with calves a year old? Will, will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Or shall I give my firstborn for transgression the fruit of my body? For the sin of my soul. Now, yes, there is an essence of sacrifice for us as a child of God. We do have to live a sacrificial life in a lot of ways. Okay? He, he talks about taking up our cross and, and carrying it and all of that. But that is not what he really, truly is looking for from us. Okay? He's not really true. What he's really truly looking for is this next verse. He has showed thee, O man of God, O man, what is good. 
And what doth the Lord require thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and walk humbly with God? So what does this mean to us here on this Father's Day today? I, I want to read this verse, verse 8 from the Amplified Version, that it maybe can help us under, understand it a little bit better, maybe help take it to where I'm wanting to go here for the next few minutes. The Amplified says it this way. He has told you, O man, <clears throat> excuse me, what is good and what does the Lord require of you except to be just and to love and to diligently practice kindness and compassion, to walk humbly with your God, setting aside any overblown sense of importance or self-righteousness. God is not worried as much about who has the biggest offering the sacrifice or he he's he's just uh, he wants us to live a just and a good life he wants us to be diligently that we could practice kindness and have compassion with one another and he wants us to walk humbly before him and let's not get as this verse said in the amplified overblown the sense that I'm the one more important than anybody else. I think what the Heavenly Father is really wanting from us is to learn to live with each other well. And this is my whole point of what I'm trying to say today. You know, we've got a world full of people out there that has this idea of what the perfect dad should look like. But what God really wants with us I believe in my heart is us just to learn how to get along, how to treat each other right, how to love Him and not get so self-centered with who we are. And I think the way to do that is fueled by these three, three things here. Do justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly before Him. I believe today if if the, our Heavenly Father had a wish for our lives. It would be these three things right here. He would say, I just wish that you would live a just life, that you would love and have mercy and compassion, and that you would just walk humbly before me. I'm not going to be too much longer with this today. Just a few more minutes, matter of fact. And uh, may pull a Texas here today. I don't know. Texas usually teach Sunday school. He's done in about 20 minutes. <laughs> but I want to talk for a few more minutes here about this. We want to turn to the, the message paraphrase. And, and um, I don't generally, I am primarily a King James Version reader of the Word of God. Although I have read it in other versions and such. But I do believe that we can look at some of these other versions. And as long as we bounce it off actual uh, text and make sure that it goes in line it doesn't hurt to go off in some of these other ones but Mr. Peterson it's not really a translation it's more of a paraphrase he puts a lot of these scriptures in some really different ways of seeing them and this scripture here that's behind me Micah 6 and 8 listen to how he says this and we'll talk about this for a few more minutes and I will be done here today he says it this way but he's already made it plain how to live and what to do. What God is looking for in men and women is quite simple. Do what's fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. 
And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. And I believe this message paraphrase probably sums up the wish of what our Father in Heaven best wants for all of us today. I think of these three things, really. I think it's what, what, what He'd like for us. And quite simply, the first one is do, is, do what's fair and just to your neighbor. As a father, one of the things that drove me crazy as they was growing up, I don't see it as much now, they're grown now, you know, 25 and, what's she fixing to be, 23 this year? 25, 22, and, but I don't see it as much as I used to, but occasionally I still see it some, and, and, and that's when my kids are not treating each other fairly. Maybe you're okay. Maybe you pitted your kid, kid against the other kid, but that's totally against the scriptures, you know. The Bible says we're not to provoke one another to anger. But, but when I see my kids, one not being fair to the other, or, or this one not treating this one right, you know what it does to me? It's like, oh, man, it's just irritating. And, and you know what? God, he looks at us, and that's what he wants to see out of us. He wants us to treat each other fairly and just. He's looking for, if the, there's a wish from the Father today, He wants us to be able to look at each other and say, you know what, you may not agree with them, you may not even like them, but at least treat them fair and treat them just and realize that they may not have the same personality you have, and they may not have the same likes and, and, and things that you have, but at least treat them in a fair and a just way. Amen. <coughs> When I look at my two kids, they are daylight to dark. Yep. If you know my kids, you know that. They're from daylight to dark. Totally different from each other. And I've seen times when, when Jake and, uh, he's, he has an interest in facts and reading them. You, you, all of a sudden, Jake and we can be talking. I don't, it just about it doesn't matter what it is. Some kind of crazy subject, and Jake can know something about it because he's been reading it. He's just been sitting reading about it. I'm like, how do you know that? Because he just found a blog or something or a video and watched it and, and, and read it. And, and I'm going to tell you what, and, and when Bethany's talking about something and Jake can correct her with it, yeah, it's exactly right. Oh, it is on. It's like, Jacob, do you know everything? Won't you shut up? Right? Or the other way around when Jacob, maybe. And I want to tell you what, from a parent's standpoint, looking at that, it's like, gosh, why don't y'all just love each other? Why don't you just realize he's a geek in that area and she's not and be okay with it? And I think God looks at us sometimes and that's how he is with us. All right, I understand. This one come from that lifestyle. This one come from that lifestyle. But can't you just be fair and just with each other and get along and enjoy our weekly family reunion? Now, it may not be exactly what you're looking for here today, but I, I believe if, if our Father had any kind of wish, I think that's what He would like for us. And it kind of goes to the next one here when he said, Mr. Peterson, when he said, be compassionate and loyal in your love. Be compassionate, okay? Because every once in a while, we need to look at the other person in our lives, us, because after all, what do we call each other? 
Brother David, right? Sister Cheryl, Brother Eddie back there. We, we call ourselves brother and sister, Sister Linda. We are brothers and sisters, and our Heavenly Father's looking down, and, and He's saying, can't you just be compassionate with them sometimes and realize that life has dumped a bucket of manure in their life? Can't you just be loyal and realize that's your brother, that's your sister? Can't you just be compassionate and just run, sit them talking and run them down and just have some love and suck up the pride every once in a while and look at them and just say, hey, I love you. Yeah. We might not agree, but you know what compassion is? It's when you put yourself in their place Amen. and you try your best to live where they are. And I think that if, if our Father in Heaven has a good wish today, He'd look at us and just say, look, y'all just live just and, and right and, and realize that, you know, Jacob's going to have a bad day every once in a while. Or this one's going to have a bad day every once in a while. Let them have their moment. Because after all, we all need our moments every once in a while. Right? It's, it's not... It's not bad for us to have our moment, but we can't let our moments turn into a lifestyle. Amen. Matter of fact, if, if you've had some loss, it's a good idea to, um, they say, to just suffer that loss for a little while. Put a time limit on it. Say, I'm only going to act like this for so long because I've got to get up from here. And what I'm saying that for is let's look at our brothers and sisters, and I think what he wants us to look and say, they're in their moment. And let's be loyal. And let's be compassionate. And loyal in our love. And after a little while, let's try to love them out of the place they are. Because we all find ourselves there at times. Right? Every one of us. And then Mr. Peterson uses the last of these three and said, Don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. And a lot of times I think we find ourselves in this place when we we think it is all about us. And it's really not. In the, the original text here, it, it says to walk humbly with thy God. When we walk humble, we realize that it's not all about us, but it is about, is about God. And the last one of these is probably the most powerful one of all these things. Because we can find ourselves to be in that so selfish of a place and we put our focus on ourselves when it needs to be on Him. I just want to encourage us today and help us realize that if God, if, if He's looking at us for anything today and He has a wish for us for anything, I believe it ultimately comes down to the point is, look, guys, we're all in this together. Let's just love each other. Sometimes it's long-suffering. That's suffering long. That's the easiest way to explain that word is long-suffering. All right. Let's tolerate each other. Let's realize we have bad days. Let's realize sometimes we're sick. Some days we feel good. All right. You know, and th this is what my kids, I'd see them sometimes one of them would be in a really good mood and the other one would be in a bad mood. And usually when it's like that, somebody's mood is going to go one way or the other. Right? Yep. 
And usually it's the one who's in a really good mood, ends up getting a really bad mood. And we need to realize that sometimes that's just us in life. I'm being real, I'm being honest today, and I'm talking about something that will explode our church. When we could fulfill the wish of the Father, when He just wants us just to uh, do what the Lord requires of us, then we could just do justly, we just love mercy, and we could just walk humbly before God. That's all He's really asking. If we could just live that life that's a just, righteous life. And then we could, we could look on the other person and we'd love mercy. Mercy is an important thing. After all, God gave us mercy. He's a merciful God. Honestly, he, but when he, he should have just cast all of us to the side, right? But he didn't. He showed us mercy. And probably, again, the, probably the most powerful one of all of those is the last one. Is this. We could just be humbling and realize He created us all. He loves us all. He cares about us all. And I, I, this is just a little bit, I know I'm not been real long with this today, and to be honest, I about lost my voice a second ago. And I sat there and studied today and been thinking about this. And I, I, honestly, I said it. Work one day, I had an opportunity this day, one day this week that I had my machine running and I had several, several minutes and usually I'm trying to listen to some preaching or something encouraging. I turned everything off with nobody around me and I just sat and thought, God, how can I tie how to eat an elephant with Father's Day? And I just couldn't do it. And I think God wanted me to just go this different direction today and just remind us that if we're going to make God the happiest we can, I believe if we could fulfill these scriptures in Micah 6 and 8. And we could just do this. We could just do these three things today. It would take us to any area we need to be in our life. We could just be fair and just. And we could just treat each other fairly. We could just be compassionate and loyal. And love each other. And we could realize that it's not all about us, honey. It's all about Him. It's all about the Father. But see, we, we as humans, we, we do this. We, we have a tendency to make it all about us. It's just like, I'm going to say this and I'll be done today. The parable that we call the parable of the prodigal son. In my opinion, that's not the parable of the prodigal son because there's two prodigal children there. Both of them are prodigal. There's one in the house and he don't realize how messed up he is. There's one that left. That parable is, is really not about is not about either one of them children. It's all about the Father. And see, even us as humans, we name that the prodigal son. But really, that, that parable should be about the Father. Because it was the Father that was looking for that kid. And it was the Father that went to that other kid and helped get him straightened out. So, when it's all said and done, we are to bring glory to His name. And you and I as children, that is, should be our goal in our life, is to bring glory to the Father. Amen. And somebody says, well, that sounds real selfish of him. Well, see, God has this complex. He thinks he's God. Amen. And you know what? He is. Amen. And he created all of this 
According to Revelations 4 and 10 or 11, he created all of this for his pleasure. So, that's just all I had on my mind today. The wish of the Father is that we could just love each other and bring glory to him. Amen. Lord, I'm asking that you would help us today. Lord, we, so many times we get so off track, and I know it's so easy. Lord, days like this, like I feel, this is Father's Day. This is supposed to be a good day for me, and I feel bad. My body don't feel real great. And it's easy for us, like me, to get grumpy, and I pray, God, you'd help us to forget about some of that stuff and realize we're here today to bring you glory. We're here to bring you praise. We're here, God, to... Uh, to get along with each other and love each other the best we can and bring glory to the wonderful name of Jesus, the name that's above all other names. And Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for all you've done. And we just ask that you would help us here today, God. We give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor, Lord. And just ask that you would touch us here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a great big hand. Amen. We are going to, uh, I'll go ahead and put this. If you guys don't realize what this is, what we've been trying to do, when you see that up, that is to remind us to have a time of prayer. And we're trying to play in some music. So usually if that's up and, and music is going, what we're trying to encourage people, just trying to play some pray for a little bit. And then if you see some people praying, I encourage you to um, either be downstairs or outside if you feel the need to talk to somebody. And, and I mean, I encourage you to come pray. That's the, the best thing we can do. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but since we've doing this, been doing this, uh, we've been having some incredible services. Uh, it has been powerful. The last two Sundays has been incredible and powerful. And um, I think a lot of this is stemming from prayer and coming from God healing and touching some things in our life. So I'm going to turn this on, and we'll try to... We've been getting bad about waiting too long between the two, so we can try to get things going as quick as possible. As soon as they get done down there, we'll get service going. But I love you. Glad you're in the house of God today. This is Janet. Love you. Let's see you come in. <laughs> so if you need to take a break, they've been, they've been generally having some coffee and stuff down there. Uh, it's left over if you want to go grab something down there or need to step out for a moment. I'm going to turn some music on, and we'll get back to worshiping the Lord soon.